so we can't hear it because it's going through here. So testing one, two, testing it. This is me in the glitter suite. Just so honored to be with my friend, Tiffany Pratt. Tiffany, just say hello to the people. Sure, your vision. <laughs> Don't make me laugh. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> So talk as you normally would talk. Talking as I normally talk, saying the things I normally say, <laughs> sure your vision. Okay, let's pause that. See. All right, everyone. So that actually was our <laughs> authentic introduction. And my amazing friend, Tiffany Pratt, who is my guest today, she was the one that suggested that I keep it. So I want to now officially, in my uh, conventional way, welcome you to season two, episode three. I'm so delighted to have you join me again for Shark Handed Podcast. Honestly, you guys have been on with this journey with me, and I'm so honored to you know, have your listenership and to have your participation, your comments, your thoughts, uh, your tears, your laughter. But let me tell you, today you might have a little bit more of an am amplification of all of that with my beautiful friend, Tiffany Pratt, because she speaks to the heart of people. She brings her heart to everything she does. And it is my honor to welcome you, Tiffany Pratt, my girl, my sister, TP, to the Shar Candid Podcast. Podcast. Say hello to the people. <laughs> I am busting at the seams. I can't hold it back anymore. I feel like this is your destiny. I'm so honored to be on your podcast and I'm so proud and I'm just so excited. Anyone out there listening, I'm so happy you're here. I'm so happy you're tuning in to Shar. She's my sister, she's my family, she's my girl, and I'm so delighted that you're tuning into her frequency and her message because it'll make you feel, it'll make you feel strong, <laughs> it'll make you feel good. Thanks, babe. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, uh, Tiffany, you know, and I don't have to make this introduction because everybody knows, and I've been honored to know, you're not only a gifted artist, you're not only a fantastic TV personality, um, a designer, creator, you are a secret agent of love. And you and I have talked about that, even on your podcast, almost about a year uh, ago. Which, which is crazy. Which is amazing crazy. that this just cycled back. It's perfect. It was like... Destiny was provi providential. And, um, you know, you are all those things. And when we first met, we became very close work acquaintances. Then we became, and I want to do this as your intro, then we became <laughs> close friends. Yes. And then the moment it shifted to family, I can mark the date. It was just before Christmas 2019. It was this year. And it was, it, yeah. was, it was a moment for me because um, I knew how special you were to me. But when I could share someone that I love with someone like my mother. Okay, so people, that is, she brought, she brought a special guest to our normal. We would do like an annual brunch, girls lunch, brunch, girls lunch. And it will be me and TP. And then last minute, I'm in the restaurant. Okay, so I'm <laughs> in the restaurant. TP texting her, I'm here. Can't wait to have you, see you here. You're like, Shar, uh, I'm bringing a guest. Buckle up, Shar. <laughs> Buckle up, Shar, I'm bringing my mom. And my mom, 
We love you, Mom Peg. We love you. I just, all I can say is I've never seen my mom so excited and anxious. And she did not know what to wear. It was like she was going on some hot date. Like I, she's beside herself to meet you because she listened to our podcast on the Love Jam. Yes. And that was her first introduction to you. So she listened to it and she told me, I've had to listen to that podcast three and four (laughs) times. The message you shared on that podcast touched her so deeply. She felt so connected to you Mm -hmm. and she felt so connected to wanting to know you. And I realized in that, moment that you were one of her messengers and that when she came to lunch it was selfish on my part obviously I'm trying to I'm trying to keep Peg busy okay (laughs) but also because she doesn't live in Toronto she She doesn't live in she lives in Atlanta Georgia okay and uh she was here to visit pre-holiday and I had the scheduled lunch with Char I would refuse to you know I did not want to cancel that so bringing Peg with me was the answer however that day solidified our familyness. It absolutely did because nothing short of magic took place at that table that afternoon because it went into afternoon. I got to see not only your heritage, not only um, the legacy that she left in you, but I got to see a lot of things and creative juices and really the inner connection to love and light and where that inspiration or at least a part of it came from because I believe God gives us our inspiration but he has inspired you Uh, but that woman that beautiful inspiring woman also raised you you know so she birthed you into this earth so to see and meet her was an honor so my text back was like yeah I'd love to meet her and then didn't have a choice (laughs) jerk So now everybody, um, uh, Mom Pratt, I know you're listening to this, um, but I, what, we text maybe every other week. You text my mom. I text your mom. (laughs) I'm I'm just joking. No, peeps, I text you just as much I know, but I know your preferred daughter is Charmaine. That's fine. It's cool. I know she's your favorite. You can pick favorites now. I'm old enough to handle it. No, but Char, I think what it, that the message is for anyone listening that you meet your soul family. Yeah. You know, you come here and you may not know it, but all of a sudden you deeply connect with people and there's no explaining that's how. Right. That's right. It's a kindredness, it right? Just, it Kindred happens. Spirits. It just, yeah. boom, you yeah. know. And that's how I felt when I met you. Yeah, 2015. And that's 20, when we met. Five years ago. It feels like longer. It does. I feel like it's a lifetime at this point. Yes. Because we've mm-hmm. both been through so much. Right. And we've shared so much. Yes, we have. Yeah. But um, but my that was a real solidifying moment. So now, friends listening, we call each other sister. We absolutely do. Because I sometimes have to call Char and say, Char, call mom. Because she's busted. Because <laughs> I ain't talking to her right now. Because, you know, you just need to talk. She needs to hear from her daughter. And she, it's you. She needs to hear from her favorite. <laughs> um, I, I feel so excited to be listening to your podcast. And when you asked me to be a guest, I was so excited because... I think your message in the world is so profound and that you have this voice and you have this incredible power within that you're sharing with others is so beautiful. So thank you. Thank you. And thank you for opening your life to me. And thank you for accepting my invitation. And thank you for asking me last year. But you know what? We could keep on with our thank yous for another three hours. But let's get down to it. Let's get down. Okay. Char's got questions and I should have answers. (laughs) But listen, when I met you and what you have 
you know, emanated throughout your work, throughout your, your, your living, because you live this. It's not just a work. Um, you, I've noticed something about you, and what I've been sharing in really the heart and the theme of the podcast is really dealing with struggle and how to make it through that to victory from a victorious perspective. Mm-hmm. And if I were to encapsulate that, Tiffany, I would say that that's what you do. Mm-hmm. You are able to bring light in places of struggle. We could also call that um, AKA dark or uh, flat or anything that's lifeless. What you do, you are a secret agent of love, I know that, but what you're gifted to do and the, the skill sets that God has blessed you with is bringing his light into dark places and light shines the brightest when it's the darkest. Mm-hmm. So I want you to kind of give the audience a little bit of an insight to why it is that you do what you do and what is the innate calling, the intrinsic calling that you know that you bring to every contract, to every assignment, to every workspace, to every home space, because what you do isn't what just meets the eye. So talk to the peoples. Talk to the peoples. Well, Char, you innately figured that out in me when we met because I started to work with you and you had me speaking to some of your employees and really inspiring them. And what my message has always been that of being an agent of love and knowing that you want to leave the person, place or thing that you're doing better than you found it. Oh, that's good. So why I've decided to make this act or this activism or this act of love giving a purpose in my life is because what the world needs is people to be authentically who they are. Wow. So when you stop being who you are, you stop living in your own truth, which means you're not activating your own love. Right, right. Love that you have for yourself, that you can build within yourself, that then you can give to others. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You only can get to the depths of your own truth when you can experience the depths of your own sorrow. Oh, my goodness. And the depths of your own sadness. And when you're ready to dig deep in yourself and know how sad and dark the world can be, you then can realize you have a choice. Yeah. You can make your being in the world, no matter what you do, the service to bring light Mm -hmm. to whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And that's the the thing about my work is I'm very lit up by the creative arts. Yes, you are. But I don't just come in and do something and leave. I want to leave not only the space, but the people in it better than I found them. Mm -hmm. And I remember the early days of my spiritual work. I have to reverse out of a very long driveway when I drive out from home every day. Okay. So I remember religiously for two years, I would literally reverse my car. It takes a little bit of time. And I would say, God, I'm leaving today. And I just want you to guide my footsteps. Yeah. However you want me to help this person, this family, this job, this. And I'd be very specific about the work I was doing. Show me how you want me to do that. Mm -hmm. And I'm willing to to take the risk. And what I've learned is I'm supposed to be authentically myself 
And by me giving authentically the way that is true for me, it gives license for others to do the same. Amazing. Amazing. So that's that that's the baseline. Because so many people feel like they have to be something that they're not. Right. They feel whether it's external or internal pressure, they feel like um okay, so let's say they hire you, they're like, "Well, do something with this the space, this place." And they think it's one thing, and they think it needs to be conformed to what they're expected to be. Let me know if I'm on the right track. You're 100% right. And then you've got to, you know, not knock their suggestions, but just kind of do some authentic, maybe sometimes difficult conversations with them to get to the core of who they are so that that can be represented in their living space, working space, or what have you. Anybody in the world doing any job can relate to that. Mm. Because we're all expected or thinking that this is what I should do. Yeah. yeah this is how I yeah. should do the contract. This is how I should decorate my yes. home. This is how I should show up to the meeting. This is how I should send the email. This is how I should come to the job interview. We live our lives around a series of shoulds that were taught to us by an outward example yeah. that's not who we are. Yeah. I think the greatest gift we can give ourselves on this planet is to be quiet and be quiet within ourselves. Mm -hmm. If you truly can be in your own small four corners, in the silence of your own being, and find true peace, happiness, and understanding within yourself, and know who you are, and know what you can give, what feels good, what doesn't feel good, you'll have established your own boundaries, but then you'll also discover this deep well within yourself, which is this well that's willing to do what you need to do to go out there every day and help people in your way. Yeah. And it's it's an important thing because angels come in all forms. Yes. We show up in people's lives in different ways. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. we we have different masks and we have different titles. Mm -hmm. But the work is still important. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, you know, I was, I was sharing with you on your patio. Because when I come to the Glitter Suite, <laughs> we hang out. <laughs> we, we just veg. We connect as sisters. And um, <clears throat> I was telling you that I really had some real revelatory things that took place in my prayer time this morning. And one of those things was the aspect of you know, just being flooded with the knowledge of I am enough, that I am loved, that I am accepted the way I am. And I was reading a passage, Tiffany, and it spoke volumes. And I actually was just praying this. It spoke volumes of what I see you do every single day. So in Matthew chapter six, I think it's around verse 21 or 22, the Bible actually talks about you know, if the eye is full of light, right? So actually, let me back up. It says, the lamp of the body are the eyes. Mm -hmm. And if the eyes, so if what we see is full of light, the body becomes full of light. Mm -hmm. But if what we're looking at is dark, then the body becomes filled with darkness. So what I translated that into was, I mean, everyone, I'm in this beautiful palace. I call, she calls it the glitter suite. I call it a palace. There's just color everywhere. And color really is light. Yes. It's the prism. I know that you've, you've studied that. And it really is the light of love. 
And I know if a lot of people think that that's just an artsy thing, it's actually a real thing. It's, it's like a real a scientific thing. thing. It is. It's a psychological thing, and it's a spiritual thing. So if you're not looking on bright things, if you're looking at dark things, and it could be more than just a painting, it could be, I'm looking at this challenging time right now in my marriage. That's all I see. This challenging time right now on my job. And that's what I really focus season one on. I'm looking at this challenging time with, you know, X, Y, or Z. And if you just focus on the dark, your whole body is going to be filled with dark. That manifests in stress, um, heart disease, high blood pressure, whatever. Yes, all of that all because of your whole body is being flooded with darkness. But when you do a painting, everyone, she gave me this beautiful painting. What'd you call it? Oh, a little watercolor a little. day. <laughs> a little watercolor a yes, day. On yes. a piece of cardboard, friends. It's, it's nothing. gorgeous. Oh, it's just a little. But I'm looking at it and I'm seeing all this flooding of light. And it just warms my heart because my eyes are beholding this beautiful light creation. So can you see the correlation there that when you create a piece, when you redesign something, you are helping uh, the body, uh, the spirit, and the soul. This is spirit work. This is spirit work. When you understand what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, I yeah. think sometimes there's a consciousness that needs to be present when people are doing what they're doing. Right. But for me, the consciousness came first and the job came second. So... It's a chicken or the egg for whomever's out there. Whatever it is that you're doing, you can do what you're doing and decide how you're going to bring your own light and consciousness to the work, mm -hmm. or find your own light and consciousness and then and then find the work. Yes, yeah. In my case, I had to get truth with things that I understood were powerful healing factors for people. Wow. So knowing that I've always studied art and I understand that through white light through a prism is refracted all colors. Yes, that's right. White is all the is the reflection of all colors. That's right. And what we know when you take back what people think, if you strip away fashion and all the things that people tell you, a long time ago colors were used to infuse feelings and powers. And people would actually adorn themselves or their space or whatever was around them to draw in those things yeah. that those colors were emanating. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then it, you bring in the essence of light. We all respond more powerfully in a space that has windows when we see sunshine, yeah, yeah. when light pours in. Mm -hmm. And then you get deeper, which is understanding what colors work for what people, understanding what textures brought, bring certain things alive. Mm -hmm. Then you understand how the placement of objects in a space can actually bring energy to the room mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. suck energy out, out of the room. Right, right. Then you start realizing that every single thing that you have around you is actually energy. Mm -hmm. And it's energy of the person who made it. Come on. So who made your sofa? Who painted that picture? Who hand spun your rug? Wow. Who made that and how is that energy bringing that into your life. Right. It could be a garment that you're wearing that someone hand knit you. It mm -hmm. could be a pair of earrings that someone made you. The energy of hand of a handmade life is an energy that is infused with God. Yes. Wow. Love that. Right? Love that. Because he's in everything. He is everywhere. He's omnipresent. He's all-knowing. And <clears throat> 
speaking as a Christian, and you know, this is, I'm not focusing, yeah, I'm having water. <clears throat> I'm making sure I drink a lot of water. She's giving me some great alkaline water here, so I've got it here. <laughs> so, when I think of, you know, from the Christian perspective, and, and I know many of our listeners aren't necessarily Christians, but looking at that, we understand that God brings light, but he's not afraid of the darkness right. because there are many people, many situations that go through dark scenarios. So the beauty about it is that God so loved the whole world that he sent his son into the darkness to rescue people who are sitting there. So I take that as a broad stroke principle. And I look at that with, you know, whether it's being a designer or, you know, I am, I, I've had years of public speaking with, um, within the uh, health and wellness industry, helping to train people on how light can impact the skin in positive ways, light therapy, like so much of that is because really light is supposed to go to dark places. That's right. So you to look at you everyone would just see a ball of light a ball of joy mm. genuine like just joy and happiness but i know you have a story too can you share anything that you're comfortable with um of a time where you actually went through a dark period a dark space where you reminded yourself that wait a minute i'm going to make it through this i'm not going to sit here i'm not going to stay there you know, Char, I've had, I've had a handful of those moments in my life. And the question is, you know, what's the most important one to share? Yeah. Um, and what I realized looking back on a lot of those circumstances of my life is that when you are open, problem solvers and helpers come in to show you and guide you. Mm. So we'll, we'll get to how you become a problem solver or guide Ooh, in yeah. the future. Yeah. But... I would say my last big moment, and I've talked about this before, I, I did not have a super easy childhood. My mother was a single parent. My father passed at a very young age. Um, and so it wasn't your average childhood. So at a young age, I actually had to really understand struggle. Yeah, I had to understand that things were not going to be the same for me in my life as it would be for other people. Mm-hmm. I also realized at a really young age that I was different. I didn't feel like everybody else. Wow. I didn't feel like I really belonged anywhere. And I was very much running to and clutching onto color and light and painting and creating as a form of my own healing. And I basically created a career that forced me to use that thing that healed me so that I could heal others. Yeah. But it wasn't until I um, had gone through my big first relationship in my 20s. um, And that relationship was almost eight years. We were engaged. Um, We realized the relationship wasn't going to work out. I needed to start all over again. Um, I was living in the United States at the time. I moved back up to Toronto. And as soon as I made the change, um, that person had committed suicide. Tiffany. Yeah. Wow. Did I never tell you, you this You never told me this. Guys, I'm learning about this exact same time. Wow. So when I got up here, it was literally a 
it was tragedy. It was yeah. pain. It was a whole new country. I had to start again. I had to get a new passport. I had to get a new driver's license. I had to find a job. I had to deal with my grievances. I was trying to help his sister figure out our old life. Wow. Um, my dog died. I couldn't, I couldn't breathe. I couldn't function. I couldn't keep weight on. I couldn't, I couldn't honestly take a deep inhale for mm -hmm. a really long time. Mm -hmm. I felt like I was just living in shallow breath. Mm -hmm. um, and it was because I got a real front row seat to what it felt like to live with someone for so long and be in love with someone for so long and not understand that I was living with his darkness and wow. I was carrying his darkness. And his darkness was even bigger than I even knew that he could take his own life. Right. But I, I had to learn in that year of grieving and rebuilding that my entire life as I knew it, that last eight to 10 years, yes. was gone. Wow. Literally gone. Right. And that I had to start again. And so the understanding was if a life could go so quickly, oh, wow. and I understood from my father, from him, and many other friends, if a life could be expired so quickly, what is it in this life that I need to do that's powerful every single day 100%. with every single person I touch because I don't know when my time is up. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. When you live like that, you yeah. really live your life. You live a purposeful life. Yeah. Yeah. And it was through that great tragedy, that huge loss, that hollow heart, that heaviness, that despair that I was able to decide consciously every day that this is what I needed to do so that my life had a purpose. Yeah. And I threw myself, instead of getting a job, I actually opened up an art studio and started to teach art. Yes. And that was not only healing for others, but it was healing for me too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what I'm going to segue into is when you can figure out how to transmute your own pain in a positive way, you then become a servant or an agent of change or an angel or a, a, a problem solver yeah. for other people. Right. And so that's what I think of now when I get hired to do a design, a pop-up, an art project. I don't really care. I look at myself as someone has some darkness. There is some light that needs to be shed on something. Right. I have to change up the energy mm -hmm. and I have to go in there and serve with the light that I have mm -hmm. that will present itself in that moment. Yes. It's not a canned presentation. No, no. It's nothing that I can prepare for, but I'm going to do what comes through me mm -hmm. in that moment for that person at that time. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful because, and don't you think it's, it's, it's because having gone through that experience or those experiences, we've all had our own experiences and we'll have more, that we're not only able to speak from a place intellectually, not even from our heart, but we're able to speak from a deeper part of our being, which is really 
our essence, our, our spirit. For me, it's the spirit of a man. It's the spirit that connects with God. It's the soul of a man. So when you're able to communicate that, you speak soul to soul. Totally. You connect. And whether people are, you know, in a boardroom and they're like, well, okay, well, you know, check these uh, ABC and they might think it's very tactical, they may not know that, wow, this is touching me on a different, different level. I actually feel this design. Okay, let's do it because something is bringing light. Something's bringing healing. Um, so going But that's it, a big deal. Yeah, yeah. What you just said there happens a lot. You because, see it. Because what we, what we can experience on a subconscious level is so much grander and vaster than what we consciously as a human can understand. Because we try to cut it. We cut it down when we try to understand it. That's don't right. We? Okay. So subconsciously, the subconscious is picking it all up. The subconscious (laughs) is picking up the vibe in the room, the energy of the person, the intention behind the paperwork, the eye contact, the everything, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. The conscious mind is just cutting through the details and trying to make the decision. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I think that when anyone is doing anything, they bring great consciousness to the things that they're doing things that they're touching, the things that they're deciding on, the car, the home, the things, the clothes, the people. It's all a form of your own consciousness. Mm. It's your message to Mm -hmm, the world. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So the things that you're choosing is your message. Yeah, yeah. And that's really, that's a big, to me, that's a big um, eye-opener when you go in your life every day and you get the gift of waking up and you're making your breakfast, and you're washing the bowl, and you're putting it in the dishwasher, you know, so much gratitude. Yes. For all these things, yes, you yes. know? It's a gift. And all you said of it, it is. It's a gift. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to put you a little bit on the spot here, my friend. Oh, you're always putting me on the spot, sure. Let her rip. <laughs> so, have you walked into a situation, walked into um, a potential uh, job, or what have you, an assignment, and you have sensed, so we're talking about an environment of tension, environments of struggle, environments that um, somewhat entertain systemic stress mm-hmm. in them. Because mm-hmm. you work with companies, you work with multiple ranges without naming anything or anyone. What do you do? If or when you have walked into that space and you being um, very intentional about sharing love and the light of God through what you do, how do you handle that situation when it's like, oh, you can cut tension with a knife in here? There's two forms of things (laughs) that I deal with, right? So we have company, Tiffany. Yes. Bigger, huge, you know, big company, many people. And then we have one-on-one. Right. So... Unpacking the big company portion of this is boundaries, Mm. which is you go in, I go in as the person, as the hired gun, as the one-off that says, this is who I am. Yeah. This is what I need. And this is what you're going to get. This is everything I'm willing to do for you for this duration of time. Past that, that's it. it. Because I've put up my, yeah, I've put up my boundaries. Barriers. I hear you, girl. You have to. Because if you don't show a boundary of ability or um, propensity or or 
willingness or a, it's you have to show what they're getting and what you're giving and leave it there. Yeah. Because um, in those circumstances, there are too many people involved to make it emotional. Got it. Separate the emotion Separate from the, the work. Separate the emotion from the work. And know Love that it. you will be putting in the work the way that you always do from your heart. Yes, yes. But you've put the boundary up so people can't put the straw on your back and suck you dry. Because it happens. Do you hear that, everyone? Because this, this is speaking and resonating with multiple industries, no matter what we're doing. You're speaking to the people. Oh, because I am the people. <laughs> you are the people. I am the people's, and the people's are me. We right. are. We yes. are. The, it doesn't matter what platform you're on. Doesn't matter what job you do. But the one thing that I, I stand to now, we're gonna flip the switch and go to the one-on-one -on or the couples or the families or, um, you know, the small groups. Often, what I find in a variety of different creative work that I'll do is that people will hire me in mm -hmm. to assume that the service I'm about to give them... Go on, girl. ...is going to solve their problem. Yeah. And the answer is that this will give you a momentary distraction. Yeah. This will give you what you think you need. But this change, this service, this kitchen renovation, this whatever isn't going to solve the inherent problem between you and yourself. Do you, you find your many couple. of your clients are looking for that? Well, everyone, the solution in the change, the new kitchen, the new bathroom. It's easier to put your problems on how annoying the bathroom is <laughs> than who's in the bathroom with you. Come on. Right? Ouch. So we have to dig deeper. And that's what I have started to realize is that the home represents the person and that what you have and what you do in your home, what you have and what you do in your office, the four walls that surround the human are a direct reflection of the human. Yes. The team. Yes. The team spirit. Everything is a direct reflection because we're all embodying this ball of energy. So you and I sitting here, our energies are colliding right now. And we love each other's energy, so mm -hmm. we're happy to sit this close and mm -hmm. pet mm -hmm. each other's skin and, you know, compare... With Poppy, there and, she is. And, and my wiener dog and compare <laughs> feet, you know? We're happy to do that. <laughs> but it's not, it's not like this always, right? Right. So I think in everything I'm trying to say, and anything that's happening in your world, in your inner world, in your outer world, in your business world, in your personal life, nothing will ever be right unless you get yourself right. Mm -hmm. Once you get yourself right, you can love yourself, you can set those boundaries, and then you can go into the world and do what you're supposed to do. Absolutely. You said something that I, I live by, and I, I, I've shared it with you personally. I've also shared it with other individuals. I truly live this out and have lived this out and continue to. And I said it with you on the patio moments ago. I said, you know, you can't love someone else we were talking about this. Yeah, yeah. Until you love yourself. Yeah. And then one step further, because I was actually coming down on the GO train, because I take the GO train downtown. Because <laughs> she's incredibly resourceful. <laughs> and I actually was eavesdropping on this woman's conversation. I'm like, oh, this is perfect. Filming a What did she say? Because she was talking about... You're doing a deep creep. She was... I was. And it, she, she was talking loud. Anyway, she was talking about... Loving yourself. 
right? And I'm like, that's exactly what I think I'm going to talk about with TP today. But I'll add it to one more level, one more stratified layer, which is you can't love yourself until you receive love from God. Uh, until you know that you are here for a purpose, until you know that you're not just a happenstance, you're not just a mistake, you're not just because, you know, mom and dad got together and oops, you are innately and intrinsically purposeful because you're here. And that's the proof alone, because the, the eavesdrop conversation I was hearing, she was talking about someone who, you know, can't receive the love from the girlfriend that was trying to tell her to tell yeah. him, tell him you love him. And, but you know what? You can't force him to believe that. I'm like, he's got to believe it for himself. I didn't tell her yeah, that. Yeah. I didn't. Listen, ladies, I just like to step in and let you know something here. Okay. Sure. Sure. Here. Um, she was actually pretty good with the council, but you can't do that. And, and when you see that in every walk of life, whether it's corporate world, whether it's working with a team of people very closely, um, in my experience, working with different teams over my years. And when you have those conflicting, undealt with, unresolved issues of, I don't feel fully accepted, you bring that to a relationship 100%. you bring that to the workplace you bring that to your department you bring that to a neighborhood that which you are not willing to deal with becomes someone else's problem come on truth 100 percent. so wow you're not willing to look at your stuff deal with your inadequacies your upsets your whatever the emotion is then you're tasking everyone else around you to solve that for you yeah your boyfriend then has to make you feel yes worthy or or valuable mm -hmm. or all the things that you're not letting yourself feel oh, for yourself wow. yes your workplace associates are always trying to validate you or make you feel good because you don't feel good wow you're just constantly asking others to do your work it's not fair no the best most valuable thing we could ever do for our life is to get ourselves right and know that everything that's going on with you is your stuff. Right. And I often think that we're all um, given this, this costume that's on top of the spirit. And when you can get to your spirit yeah. and understand who you are as a spirit, mm -hmm. that's when you can know spirit. Yeah. That's when you can know that. You can get on that level. You're talking about having that love from God. Yes. But that love from God doesn't come from your conscious it mind. It doesn't. It can't. It comes from another place. That's right. And that's your spirit, your spirit talking to his spirit. That's right. 100%. So when we drop the costume and we drop the crap, yeah. we can realize that we are all just literally spirits yeah. trying to connect. Yes. And bring light. Yes. And love. Absolutely. Speaking of love, perfect segue, my friend. Do you believe it's possible for everyone to do in this life what they love? Yes. Talk to me about that. Because you're, you're obviously doing that. But you, talk to the person out there saying, are you kidding me? i got to pay these bills. I hate my job. Uh, you know, I've got two kids. Didn't plan on it. So i got to just kind of weather it out. Um, the one that's struggling through. It's everything you just said. Okay. Which is when you're, when you're focusing on the struggle, 
Yeah. You're embodying the struggle, then you'll always live in struggle. Yes. Yeah. If you're focused on why you can't do something or why it's not for you, you'll never find it. You'll never, ever find it. If you can carve out a half hour of your day to do something you love and get really good at it, and then that hour becomes four hours, becomes six hours, becomes two days a week, becomes a week, becomes your job. <laughs> That's right. Nothing is an overnight success. No. Anyone that wants to tell you that your dreams or this vision or that company or this thing happened overnight is 100% lying. We have right. to invest in ourselves and our dreams and the things that we need to do to make ourselves feel like we're living the life that we want. Yes, yes. And if you're not actively pushing towards that thing, take some time. It's not a rush. Life isn't a race. But know that every day you're throwing a penny into the well of your dream. Yeah. And if you're not doing that, then you're not working towards the thing that you love. That's right. Because effectively you're not making yourself happy by... It's, it's very strange. It's like taking food out of your own mouth. You know, like, why are you not wanting to do what you love? Fear. Why are you not, if you're you're hungry, why aren't you just taking a bite? Yeah. It's the small things that we tell ourselves we're not good enough. Yeah. I'm not smart enough. I didn't go to school. I didn't start early enough. I'm too old. We've heard it all. Yeah. It's not really about the success in the end. Mm -hmm. It's not about the multi-million dollar company that you didn't build. That's right. It's about the day-to-day joy that you're allowing yourself to access because you deserve it. That's it. So if you strip away the social media and seeing what other people are achieving and what other people are making and what other people's lives look like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Because that's not your life. That's right. You live your life on your terms, by your standards, and you'll always find joy. But as soon as we're comparing ourselves to others, then we're always feeling inadequate. And do you know what we could... I was having this conversation as well with someone. I I, I believe one of the reasons, maybe it's not all the reason, but one of the reasons why we compare ourselves with others is because we're not comfortable in our own identity. And also because we don't think that the pie is big enough for all of us. Everyone can have their piece of the pie. Tiffany, your piece of the pie is not going to fit my plate. No. I can't. Why would I want your piece of the pie? It doesn't even fit my plate. It's the, it's rhubarb. I don't like rhubarb. I was just going to say. Ah, I like sure. apple. You like different flavors than the old TP. <laughs> but when we compare ourselves, right. we think that if she or he gets his, I won't get mine. That's exactly but right. But the pie is big enough for the world. And everyone has their own flavor. Yes. So no one's ever going to have yes. a pie that tastes like that's yours. Right. <laughs> that's Why do you want one that tastes just like everybody else's? And that's like somebody looking at someone else and saying, oh, this is their recipe. I'm going to master their recipe so I can be just like them. Wow. No. no. That's not the answer. That's right. The answer is get in the kitchen and start mucking about and figuring out and looking at and tasting and throwing things in the oven and messing up and coming back and doing it over and over and over again until you're like, you know what? This pie is damn good. <laughs> right, and I'm proud of yeah. it too. <laughs> yes, this pie is damn good. 
I hate to say this, but we're starting to roll down to the end of our session. Uh, an but hour I, feels like a minute. Sure. I know it's crazy, but I have to have us finish off on this. And I want you to share your insights. We are on the tail end and we were talking about it. A lot of things happened on that patio. We were talking about it on the patio. We are coming towards the tail end of, you know, first one, phase one, phase two of the pandemic. So things starting to open again and people are starting to start to see things uh, really retake on a, mm-hmm. a sense of normalcy. But we said that it has been, these three, four months have been, in our opinion, a trajectory few months, which allowed us to kind of put away the distractions, the drivenness of life, yep. and really search inner gifts, inner dreams, really reassess. And a lot of things have happened. So what can you tell someone that might have had this time to, to reflect on what they want to do, what they need to address, what they need to now unearth? That now that things are starting to come back to a normalcy, they're like, oh, well, maybe I don't have to dress that anymore. Maybe I, I won't launch that business. Maybe I won't, you know, pursue this dream. Maybe that was just a pipe dream. And now let me just get back to normal. What would you say to that person as they're like starting to see COVID coming to somewhat of a different phase? That there is no more normal. I think that we think that what we were living before was normal. Wow. But we actually were living a nightmare. Come on. We were. Rat race. It didn't make sense. What were we doing? What was that life? Can't that have been a dream? And can't this new phase of your life be your new normal? Wow. Can't you take this opportunity to create your new pace, your new normal, your new life? Because everyone's doing it. Everyone is evaluating in their own way. No one out there is alone. No one out there is experiencing something that is different from anybody else's. We're all feeling the need to shift. Yes. So. Seismically. Let's shift together. Yeah. And let's not give up on the knowing that that quiet time is the truth. So when we can truly identify with our truth, we know we can't go back. So why do we bother trying? That's right. The truth cannot be covered, right? Right. Once it's been revealed, how can you hide that back again? Without living a lie. And you don't need to go back to a nightmare. That's right. That pace, that whatever it was. I know myself, I didn't even know. I didn't even realize what my days (laughs) <laughs> were because you you were a busy girl i was i have busy. been grinding for so long i didn't even know what time and space felt like but i want to continue to know what time and space yeah. feels like yeah so i think that this pandemic is an invitation it is it's an invitation for all of us to reclaim the life that we're supposed to live mm-hmm. so i would say find your new normal love it yeah I'm so honored that you have allowed me to uh, partner with you in friendship, partner with you in sisterhood, partner with you in heart-to-heart conversations, partner with you in life. I I really believe, and I mean, people have heard this already, but, you know, there's seasons 
And then there are uh, reasons and there are lifetimes. You need to understand why or what the reasons are that you meet certain people. Sometimes it's for a period of time. Sometimes it's just for a season. But sometimes it's for a lifetime. And I believe you are my lifetime sister. No, I always, sure, you're honestly. My, you're a lifetimer. Yeah. You're you, a lifer. When things get rough, when things get deep, when anything's going anywhere, and I know I need to talk to my soul, sister, you know I call you. <laughs> I didn't make a lot of calls in the last few weeks, but I was like, sure. I remember. Sure. It was a good Saturday morning. I was like, what's up, sure? <laughs> I scream her name the same way every time. She does, sure, sure. <laughs> and then we dig in. Um, but I, I want to urge anybody out there that can meet anybody and love them and, and cherish their word and cherish their presence to hold on to those people. Yeah. And hold on to them for as long as they'll let you hold them. Absolutely. Because well, today, sorry, finish. No, today we were holding. <laughs> today we found out <laughs> that we both have a black toe. <laughs> <laughs> I have a black toe because I'm running and so does Shar. Because none of our nails are done. My manicure is ridiculous. And Tiffany made me show her my feet. So I'm like, I have a black toe. She's like, no that? one will see my feet. I refuse. I'm putting my socks on. I'm so embarrassed. I'm like, you will reveal. You must reveal. And I was cherishing her big toe. I was looking oh, at it. I was looking at it. I'm like, this ain't so bad. We're going to get through this, Shar. But that's that's love. That's friendship, man. Authentic. You know, that's you just right. ha- it doesn't matter what's going on. Black toe or not. <laughs> your nail's coming off your big toe. I got you. Girl. Okay, let's move off the toe. It's been an honor having you. I love you. I love you more than life. Same. I love you as my sister, my friend, and I want to thank you again. And Mom Pratt for letting me in your life. Oh, sure. It's it's it, it's not even letting. I am gifted with your friendship. I'm gifted with your presence, and um, it's it goes beyond time and space. You are a part of my heart. So this is just a beaut- This is just uh, even a gift to be able to share this moment with you, and others can indulge in it too. Thank you, my friend. I love you, Shar. I love you too. If there is anyone that does want to reach out to you, what is the best way that they could connect with you? They are going to find my website, Mm -hmm. which is tiffanypratt.com, T-I-F-F-A-N-Y-P-R-A-T-T. And then uh, on the Instagrams, the people who love the Instagrams. (laughs) The IG. (laughs) The old IGs. So it's at the Tiffany Pratt. Thank you, Shar. Awesome. You're very welcome. And thank you everyone for connecting around this uh, heart conference table because really that's what this podcast is about revealing the inner strengths and fortitudes of our heart so that we can encourage one another that we can make it through any place of struggle but from always an aerial view from a higher perspective i want to say god bless you to every single one of you we will see you on our next podcast until then stay encouraged and know that you can bridge that gap between struggle to triumph. God bless.